Exercise. Today, I'm talking to my buddy, one of the many co-hosts of Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast, Dr. Bart Scott. Bart Scott, broadcasting from what looks to be a set of a haunted house. <laughs> I, mean, I mean Norman Bates' mother's house. <laughs> I know, when you chimed in here. I mean, look, I got like a nice fancy backdrop. I'm not expecting that, but you got like the drapery and you got... It, it, oh, it does, got the, let's see. Got some old lady artwork. Yeah. It looks like you're maybe in like a like a Motel Six in the in the nineties. I don't know. I like it though. It's 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 homey. I know it's. I don't want to be too offensive because I know it's a family member's room that you're in. That most likely will never see this. But when you first chimed in, it did remind me of a set from a Halloween Horror Nights. Week, something you'd walk through and be like, oh yeah, around that corner. Especially from Nashville Nightmare. That's what it looks like. Like a like they just set up a room and then the next corner you knew there's going to be some sort of big prop jumping out of you. I wish I could, it was in arm's length of that doll that I found that I sent you a picture of the oh, first right. time I moved in. <laughs> if, you see, if, if we can find a picture of it, I'll put that right here so you can see. Uh... I, uh, we're in transition right now. So, yeah, we're we're quarantining with family until we move. So Yeah, well, soon you'll be this like. What you get. Yeah, soon you'll be like right here with me. We'll have to figure out how to do that with this cool backdrop. Oh, it be exciting. But I have you here with me today to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. 30, what it could look like. We've been hypothesizing. Me and you have been going back and forth a lot on, uh, like I said, our text threads are very long about this. If you don't see Bart and I engaging in a in a social media debate, it's because we're debating just between ourselves. Yeah, we've uh, already had the conversation. Yeah. By the time it gets to you guys, we've already discussed it. Yeah. So, Bart, this is an idea that uh, I think some people floated out there. You know, we've talked about whether it gets moved, it gets shifted, all of that. But this is more, so let's say, Halloween Horror Nights 30 is a go. First week in September, you know, the gates are open. But obviously things are going to be different. One of the ideas that's been floated out there is what does it look like if there are character-free houses, meaning really no jump scares. You can maybe say there are characters that are six feet back that are in sets kind of like in Ghostbusters where you had like, uh, you know, uh, Dana on the being all gozerified in the back. People like that scene. That's a popular scene. Uh, you well, all the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a very popular, maybe the most talked about Halloween Horror Nights scene uh, that I can think of in recent history. That and the Poltergeist scene. Those are the two. Uh, but we have seen sort of the evolution of big props, big monster creations and puppets. Uh, is it reasonable that there is something to that, that you could do a Halloween Horror Nights uh, without the jump scare of, or the traditional jump scare? I, I personally think that would be my the best solution as far as I'm concerned. Like, to do the full event, well, I mean, they're going to have to tweak it no matter what. I mean, like, but I, I think about, like you said, there's been a lot of more props. Um, like a couple years ago with Slaughter Cinema, you turned, they had those little creatures and they turned the corner and there was the big one, you know, right. that kind of came out. and uh, Poltergeist, like I said, had the giant the creature. beast, yeah. Uh, if we look They've at been doing that a lot lately. killer clowns with in, in Ghostbusters, I mean, a lot of them have had these because they're very impressive. Look, when we walked in the room at um, uh, the last iteration of uh, Stranger Things and there the was the monster. full giant monster, that was way scarier to me than any, you know, you know, guy with makeup on jumping out and yeah. going boo. I agree a thousand percent. In fact, and it's. I mean, to say scare actor free is a misnomer because the people running those things are scary. And right. even like the killer clowns, I mean, you could 
totally do that because those people already have giant masks on. Yeah. Now, what, do they still need a, a cloth mask? I don't know, but I would hope not because that would be miserable. But yeah. um, there's ways to do it. I think about when they did, even though I didn't get to see it, uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Uh, with those wolf puppets, which were amazing. You just I need find... puppeteers that are at a decent distance from you and not making physical contact. But you also don't want a prop that's making physical contact really in general. And they're not supposed to. I mean, we all know this. When you get touched or or grabbed or something like that at Halloween Horror Nights, it's usually either by accident or yeah. or a very specific effect. Uh, yeah. Like you said, like uh, there was a member in one of those houses uh, it may have been someone like it was a bearded lady. Remember that? And they would grope your beard. <laughs> Do you remember this? It was like two years ago. Well, all I can think about is last year when you somehow talked me into at another haunted event going into <laughs> specifically touching. I thought about this this morning. Is that last year Nashville Nightmare had Clown, which was a house that was specifically like made you signed a thing saying not only will they may they touch you. Uh, they are de- they're the whole point was for them to touch you. I have a feeling that won't be returning to any of these houses yeah, uh, this it year. Was so unpleasant. I, even if the virus goes away, I don't ever want to. And that was the one that had the big inflatable thing. You had to like push your way through. Like oh yeah. The room. Oh, I love that so much. See, that's the bummer. Some of those effects. Now I'm okay. I've said this with like being like the stuff in face, the sif. Like I'm good with that being a thing of the past because oh, I think I think that that's kind of a. A creative, you know, not crutch, but it's something that's been used so many times that I'm not like, yeah. oh, I can't wait for that to come back. I think fun scare. That's to me, that's creepy. I don't want things touching my face. Uh, I don't want to necessarily. I mean, getting wet, I guess, isn't the end of the world. I don't love it. Uh, I had a sick thought. I know this would never happen, but for a moment, I'm like, I was like, what if they just embrace? The situation we're in, and they're like spraying you with stuff. Like, oh, you've got the. I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I, I think it was Carnival Graveyard is the one that I was thinking of. By the way, when they had the bearded lady that that stroked oh, yeah. her beard, I feel like that happened. I feel like there's maybe a video of that somewhere of that happening to me. But really, I think that's right. Maybe I'm I'm mistaken, but I believe that's something that happened. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have now. If it was Bill, if Bill and Ted was still around, I think that uh, the coronavirus would be the the number one. That would be the story arc. It would have to yeah, be. Yeah, sure. Uh, there would have to at least be a big old fat reference to it. But I, I think that that's a not only is a thing of the past are those kind of shows. Like I just was looking at the first um, concert that was held. It was held this past week on Monday in Arkansas. There was the social distance rock concert, and really? it was so bizarre. And there's so few people there. They like separated rows of people and they definitely did it. An artist you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Uh, It was like in kind of a a couple hundred seat theater. Mm -hmm. And is it better than nothing? I don't know, but I I probably would prefer not to do that kind of thing. I like the idea and you know what? It may actually, we, I talked about this on the last fun sized, you know, horror nights, as much as we love it and, and you love it and a bunch of adult men and women love it. There is an entry point and a barrier for people, and sometimes that's uh, in your teens. When I feel like a lot of people start showing up, when you look around, there are people, a lot of people in their uh, high school years that are at Horror Nights or early 20s to say, hey, this year uh, we're going, you know, not jump scare free, but in a way that's more creative. Being, that, being upfront about that, saying there's not going to be these actors getting in your face, it's going to all be psychological 
It's all going to be props. It's all going to be big puppets. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, the, and maybe it's just my personality that I like sort of seeing a different way to do it and seeing a different creative challenge. Then I feel like they could knock it out of the park if you yeah. said, here's you know, the one guideline you have is that actors can't get you know close to six feet towards you. Now, that obviously changes now. What does a line look like? Because if you've been to Horror Nights ever, I've never been without somebody backing up onto me or 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 pushing me or mm-hmm. kids screaming or stopping and there's a pile up or very rare I can't think of a year that I've gone where I haven't accidentally run into someone or someone has accidentally run into me. There's a lot of touching going on in Horror Nights and uh, it's part of the fun because it makes it you know this it's scary people are stopping and moving and it, there is a bit of that. But I guess if you separate everybody, but then, good Lord, the lines will be. Uh... Yeah, I know. Cause, and they're really going to have to stagger people too. Um, but I don't know. Like you said, like my favorite part about the houses are the set pieces and the props and the cost. Like it's it's not the guy jumping out of the corner. It's, it's, it's the impressive nature. So I, I think they could very easily make it great. Um, you know, one of the rumored houses – it would be perfect for this. They keep people keep saying there's gonna be a gremlin's house. I mean, that's all puppets, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, you don't need a human in that thing. Just but the question, the question is, if I mean, it feels like everyone's speculating. Nobody knows anything, but everyone seems to be speculating. Whatever happens, we're going to get a stripped down version. Are they going to want to waste? Not waste. That's the wrong term. Are they going to want to use those big IPs? In a year that they already know it's kind of it's stripped down, are they going to save that for thirty-one? You know, I don't know, but who knows what the contracts look like? And if the contracts say they're for 2019, 2020 or whatever, you know, from development to delivery. Yeah, I mean, there's part of me that goes, they're going to do whatever they need to do to make sure that those big moments. I mean, look, this is the first year in a long time we haven't, as we're recording this. There hasn't been an announcement. And obviously we know why there hasn't been an announcement. The parks aren't open. And until the parks are open, I don't think you're getting an announcement at all. So I I believe that it's no like knowledge. It's just pure looking at the situation until they say, Hey, June 30th, we're opening up or July 1st or August. You're not getting a horror nights announcement until much later. Now, back in my day, when I used to start going in 2001, uh, one day the website would just update and everything would appear. So it'd be, here's all the scare zones, here's all the shows, here's all the houses. There, But now there was only like five. It was a little bit different. And it wasn't this big PR moment that they spent time, a whole year you know, building up to. There was the people like me who spent all year building up to it, but there really was no way for fans to connect. There was no social media at that point. But only in really the last maybe, I don't know, five years, six years, uh, has it been definitely since 25? So maybe even a little bit before that has been this slow rollout of here's a house, here's a house, here's a house. So I, I don't have a problem with it all dropping at once if this is to happen. And like you said, Bart, uh, we know that the state governments, and, and I'm dealing with that with uh, Airbnb that I ran out, mm-hmm. are just now saying submit your plans. Submit your plans to the government for them to decide. If they're going to approve them for you to reopening, we know reopen. We know uh, that there are are members of the administration, the president, and their vice president coming to town, and there's uh, the governor trying to get theme park plans pushed through. But until all that's been approved, I, I think this is all just. I mean, it's obviously going to all be speculation. But there's no reason to 
think negatively about this. I think the way that you're spinning this, Bart, is really smart, which is it may be a, a creative hurdle that they can accomplish. And I, I think, yeah. and honestly, it would be very, very intriguing. I feel like you get in trouble for being optimistic, but I also want to point out that it is only May, and the event is in September. Now, I know they got to make plans in advance, but we don't know what's going to happen over the next four months, people. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see numbers finally start to go down over the next couple of months and things. I'm not saying we should all jump right back in and be on top of each other, but I don't think it's cause to completely just forget it and scrap the whole thing and throw it on the heap. Yeah, I did a poll on our scare zone Twitter, and it was a little odd to see that I think it was like 75 percent of people. It was hundreds of people that voted. Uh, 75 percent or 71 percent said they'd rather no version this year if it's going to be at all different and push it to 2021 i'm just not that guy no i mean when scott was saying january okay i can maybe get behind that but i just one i don't think that's going to happen i think there's too much that goes into the idea of halloween around it Mm -hmm. i would love to think that they'd be able to punt it and say let's do it a few months later i just think the marketing departments will not be down for that Scott definitely made me feel better about that idea. Like I was always like, I don't want to have a Halloween event in January, but he made some really good points uh, that made me feel like, you know what, if they had to do that, it wouldn't be so bad. However, then what does that mean for the Universal Mardi Gras, which starts in what, February? Yeah, you see, it'd be definitely a shorter event. Yeah. And then, so they're going to do this in January and then have to pivot and get ready for September again. I mean, I know that is still eight months to work with, but. You yeah. know, they start working on the next year, a year in advance. So Yeah, Mardi Gras right now uh, for 2001, I think they have announced some dates. I'm trying to pull up the exact dates. But I know it definitely runs in February. Yeah. February 1st, typically February. Before. This year was February 1st through March 15th. Mm-hmm. And Oh, well, that's because the, the parks had to close. It was originally scheduled through April 2nd. Oh, yeah. That's right. Everything went through that's, March 15th. That'll let it go. <laughs> But, I mean, maybe there's more money, and you want to look at it from a business point of view, maybe there's more money to be made in a Horror Nights in January oh. than there is a, you know, a, a Pitbull concert or whoever's playing at, you know, I mean, it's, no, no, no offense to those bands. I like them. But it's usually like, what's bringing in more people, Gavin McGraw or uh, Halloween Horror Nights? And obviously, I, I would at least lean towards Horror Nights just based on lines. And I think you're right that some people are going to be hesitant, but look at Disneyland uh, Shanghai. It went from the first days where the waits were, I mean, two, three minutes for like the Tron coaster to now 100 plus minutes for a lot of these. Now, some of that is because they are limiting capacity, but people are starting to show back up in pretty big numbers. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, this event, Halloween Horror Nights, I mean, I haven't seen anybody's books, but I'm, I can only guess it makes a lot of money for the park, but it's very lucrative. And especially yeah. this year of all years, they're going to be wanting to climb out of that hole that this past couple of months has created. So of all years, I would think they would not scrap it, that they definitely want to have an event. I, I, oh, I think that's true. I don't think that the creative concept of the, oh, we're going to be able to, we're not going to be able to do it. We're going to have to tone it down. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that enters the equation at this point. If they yeah. can do something, no, I'm just saying like the point of like, is that's not what's going to make the decision of whether Horror Nights can happen is, will it be slightly watered down or changed or different? I think the decision will be made is, is it safe for people? Are we ready to commit to that, to yeah. having a big after hours event, security, masks, all those things? Will that work? Because you are right. They're going to want something 
to bring in the attention, uh, the attendance immediately. So mm-hmm. if it's a little scaled down, I think the mass majority of people that go won't even notice. Because yeah. as we've said, I've always considered Halloween Horror Nights to be, you know, the world's largest Halloween party, not the world's the world's largest haunted, scary event, you know, horror event. I feel like horror is like the the word that is the least important in Halloween Horror Nights. It's Halloween nights, really, for me. It's these big, you know, Halloween party. And can you do that with these, you know, theoretical guidelines that we've created, which is uh, no real character interaction? I think you absolutely can. I think that that's yeah. that, that would be uh, belittling to the creative team to say that they couldn't pull something like that off. The question, I guess, then, is I would be... I don't want to say not concerned, but my least concern would be houses because especially if, if we have to wear a mask or wrap a bandana around your face and don't touch anything and just go through and see it, it's great. I What about scare zones? That's where you're really getting that face-to-face interaction with yeah. not just scare actors, but just other guests. Uh, and also, and you kind of hinted at this, how are they going to do any shows? You know, I mean... Not only, you know, we've kept saying up until this all happened, uh, is Bill and Ted going to come back this year? So Who, who's calling you? You got, uh, you uh, got uh, uh, Mike Aiello is texting you. Shut up, yeah, Mark. Shut up. Don't talk anymore. Uh, you got that Bray alert on speed dial. Academy of Villains. You know, everybody's like, well, Academy of Villains had a three-year contract. I don't know if that's true. That's like people on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. They, I'm sure they you've seen that. it, people. I'm sure you've seen the yeah. contracts that, uh, that Universal <laughs> privately has. I was the witness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that. The last thing I'm going to do is sit in a hot amphitheater with people sweating and sneezing all over me. Uh, good Lord, Bart. We both know. Um, there. <laughs> look, we have maybe regretted the decision to skip Academy of Villains last year just due to the fact yeah. that it is universally praised. But if y'all had experienced what we had the year before, which was oh. borderlining of us saying, I'm out, I'm not, I can't do it anymore. Drenched yeah. in sweat, touching everyone, smushed in for no real reason. Uh, that ain't happening. Yeah, no. But I think if you said, hey, there's no shows this year, I don't think people are going to care. You know, I think that's, and I, when I mean people, I don't mean us. I don't mean the Halloween Horror Nights fan community. I mean yeah. the mass majority of the people who show up and buy their ticket the day of, the weekend of, Say, that'd be fun. Let's go do that. People that aren't playing their vacation around it, people that are just going, uh, I don't know if that's going to deter people. At this point, I'd be willing to take a super watered-down version if I felt that it's safe uh, to go with my with my friends. I really would. Like, I would just like to walk around. I look at those footage of people at a city walk. 100%. And I just go, I just would like to be around. Like, I would just wouldn't mind walking around. So, I mean, if you had the streets open and it was – I think we're going to talk about that in a future uh, version of Fun Size, but what would it, maybe you guys can start throwing in your comments below. That's what people say on YouTube, right? They say, throw in your comments below. Yeah. Uh, uh, and ring that bell. Ring the bell, smash the bell. I always hear that. Smash that bell. Uh, put in your comments. What would you guys think, number one, about this specific idea of a uh, character less, essentially, Halloween Horror Nights? And then the next time we'll probably talk, Bart, I want to hear your thoughts on the idea of not just a characterless house, but a or characterless Halloween Horror Nights, but a houseless Halloween Horror Nights where everything, you know, you said scare zones are where you see to me, the houses are the confined spaces. Being out in the air doesn't really concern me near as much 
Uh, so yeah, maybe well, we'll talk about that though. I want to know you get your guys' thoughts who are watching this and are listening on the podcast. They just have somebody going through every few minutes with Lysol, just yeah, blasting everything, you know. Yeah, just but, maybe, maybe uh, that's I, I, the, instead of spraying like you said with a virus, they're spraying you. It's actually just antibacterial spray as you right. walk through antiviral spray. Just and who knows? That's it. Remember, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Patient Zero. I can't remember what the actual title was. The yeah. one in Paris with the zombies. Uh-huh. Remember when you first walked in, you had to walk through like yeah. a cloud that was like, <laughs> that should just be like a distant, like a de-lousing spray. As you're walking in <laughs> I mean, look, they've talked about all those kind of ideas that could actually happen. Was yeah. it Dead Exposure was that one, right? Dead Exposure. That's yeah. the one, see? Patient Zero, Dead Exposure. Uh, mm. Another one where we had, we both had a great time. <laughs> oh. We had a rough year that year. That was that was the year we it was it was so ridiculously hot. It was hot. I didn't feel we neither of us felt well. I, it was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway, full steam ahead. We're old. We we're are old. we're are old and surrounded by an event that's full of teenagers. So I get it. We're the, we're the and yet guys. here we are clamoring to go dive right back in. Coronavirus, be darned. Oh, so. I'm, I'm in. If you're in, I'm in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. I mean, man, if they're like, you gotta go and you gotta be quarantined for 14 days, I'd probably be like, eh, yeah, I don't know if I can get. I don't think I can get the pass from my wife on that one. Uh, but if it's all you know, systems go and we feel everyone feels safe and comfortable, I'm totally fine with there being any kind of event. I don't care if yeah. it's partially watered down or. I mean, I care, but it's not gonna stop me. To get some, I agree. I mean, the truth of the matter is. If they just built some sets outside, you could walk by and just have music playing, and you could get a flashy cup with a lid on it or something. This time, I, I, I'll take it. You know, we're the people that are. We'll, we'll take what we can get, but but we certainly want everything they can possibly give us. Yeah. So. Well, don't burn that good content, Bart. I think we're going to wrap up here. We'll okay. be back for another episode of Scare Zone Fun Size. Bart, you're more of a YouTuber than I am. You're more of a vlogger. There are things you're supposed to say right here to get people to keep watching. Like you said, um, you need to, to subscribe. I'm not a very good YouTuber. You need to subscribe. You need to hit the thumbs up. <laughs> no, that's right. Apparently, you need to ring the bell so that you get notified. Now, I don't always ring the bell, but I do do the thumbs up, <laughs> subscribe. They give, there's too many things you have to hit. It's a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah. So subscribe to our channel. We're going to be putting these up uh, hopefully a couple times a week. Uh, we are yeah. dropping the audio of these on the podcast. So if you are listening to the Scare Zone podcast feed, thank you so much for being a loyal listener for the last five seasons. We really appreciate it. And uh, like you said, uh, ring the bell and uh, keep watching out for more great Scare Zone fun size content that we're going to be coming to you all season long. Follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, SZ Podcast, Twitter. I think it's also it's either Scare Zone or SZ Podcast, Facebook, Scare Zone. Uh, see you at Finnegan's Facebook group. We're all over the place. You know where to find us. Just just look at all the links, and uh, we'll be there. Bart, what else? What do you got to promote before we wrap up? Uh, my book, Emily Moonlight, exclusively available on Amazon. It's out there. People are loving it, getting great reviews, so I appreciate that from everybody. Uh, it's a great entry point into horror if you don't usually read horror. Uh, the best thing I can say, especially on this show, is it's a book written by a Horror Nights fan for Horror Nights fans. Um so I think everybody out there listening will love it. So go to Amazon, pick up Emily Moonlight uh, by B. Andrew Scott. And uh, if you've read it already, please give it a five-star review. I appreciate it. Yep. And we'll put the link in the YouTube description. I think I can do that. I think that's something that YouTube allows. We're just getting used to this, folks. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I got to come up with a new tagline here. Keep your eyes open and your ears open. <laughs> 
really, as always, and hopefully in 2020, in just what, 12 weeks, 14 weeks, we'll see you at Finnegan's. <laughs>